Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to the 300th episode Yay! of the Homeschool High School Podcast. Yes. <laughs> We've made it through 299 episodes, and here we are, alive and kicking for the 300th episode. That's a lot. We're pretty proud of ourselves. Yeah, we're so excited. We are so excited yeah. that we carved out every space that we could in the universe so that Kim and Vicki and I could all be together. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you know, three for 300 or, or something like that. Right. <laughs> oh, there you go. We should have, oh my gosh. We should have t-shirts made. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Kim and her long list of t-shirts that we have yet to That's actually right. have printed up, but yeah. 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 I, I've got my goofy, my goofy t-shirt on here. These are some of the goofy things that my husband says that we're, we put the videos of these up on YouTube. So, you know, from our zoom calls. So uh, yeah, if you could see my t-shirt, it's, it's silly things that my husband says. And my son made this for me with Sharpie marker on a men's white t-shirt for Christmas a couple of years ago so that I can feel close to Fred when, when I'm traveling and we're not able to travel together, which happens sometimes. So there's space in the world for silly t-shirts. Don't yes, you think? It is. Absolutely. Beautiful thing. <laughs> We have been trying to compile a t-shirt list for so long, right? Kim, what are, yeah, what, oh, what putting, have we got? What are, what do we, what do we have on the t-shirt? We came up with one yesterday, you, but I never put it on the list. Did I? Yeah. Let's what was see. It? What are on the t-shirts? I, I came um, up with one yesterday. Oh, good. You did? What? Yeah, one of our seventh sisters was asking in the Facebook group about how seriously you have to take your syllabus. And, ah. uh, and I told her that that a syllabus is a tool, not a rule. Not a rule. Oh, Ooh. that's good. Oh, it that's was. got it. All right. Wow. Hold on. I'm, it's so I'm adding it right now. All right. So wow. I found I found one of our lists. So we had, you know, oh, good, good like enjoy the journey and pray and you can do it. And then we had interesting ones like Ebrina instead of Sabrina. Um, <laughs> Online is the same as real life. <laughs> uh, our dear that's friend what it's had to be for us lately. That's, yeah. that's right. Our dear friend Marcy mm. said sarcasm is my love language. Yes. Um, oh, yes. And then I think our dear friend Cheryl talked about a period of extended overextension. Um, oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> and then there's your curriculum. How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a sprint, not a marathon. And uh, if speaking my mind is too loud for people, they make earplugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's great. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> and probably one of my personal favorites. I'm the ear candy here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, Kim is definitely the ear candy. candy. Yep. There you go. So, all right. So for our 300th episode, we decided to do a little question and answer thing. And we threw some chances out there through social media for people to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And the 300th episode, we're going to answer those burning questions. And everybody really wants to know why Kim is the ear candy. For the homeschool high school <laughs> podcast that's absolutely what the burning question, question number is. one but yeah. we're going to leave that one mysterious we're not going to answer that one but maybe we have in episode asked, 400 <laughs> 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 you 
if we if we hang in there that long, and if you wonderful seventh sisters who are listening hang in there that long, you can look forward to the answer to that question <laughs> on the 400th episode. <laughs> so let's start with just some real basic stuff because people ask how we met mm-hmm. and how we clicked. Mm-hmm. And those are two separate things, actually, because I met lots and lots of homeschool moms in the same ways that I met um, Vicki and Kim and Sarah and Marilyn, not Allison, she's unique, but, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't click with all of them. I didn't click with all of them. So Allison is my biological sister. Mm-hmm. So I met her the day that they brought me home from the hospital because she was five years old and she was waiting to tell me what a perfect little sister I was. <laughs> she's, been, she's been continuing to tell me what a perfect little sister I am ever since. Yes, she yeah, has. we so, hear her say that every time we're together, we do. Every, and now we have audio and video evidence that Allison <laughs> says that I'm a perfect little sister. So yeah, so Allison and I met in a different way than any of the rest of Seven Sisters met. But um, yeah, let's let's do some a quick um, glimpse of how we all met each other. Mm. Anyone take it away. Um, I'll start since I'm the oldest here. And so (laughs) when we first moved from Florida up to Pennsylvania um, and we decided we're going to homeschool, what we did is we looked around for homeschool groups and there was one big support group in the area. So it was called Tri-State Homeschool Network and it's still around today. And it's covered Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania. So we decided to, to leap in there. And they, I remember the first mom's meeting that I went to was, it was like, sit on the edge of your seat, exciting. This chemist was explaining the theology of toothpaste. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding. And I still went back for the next meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, so, oh boy! but they had mom's meetings and field trips and <clears throat> so okay this is a this is a good place to start and uh pretty soon after i joined it was time for the next year's elections of officers and robin johnston who had been the president of the group for a couple of years was saying i've done my share now i'm handing this over and so i'm making a nominating committee to find some other victim to be in charge and, I, and, you know, I, I'm always the support, you know, like, yay, kind of person. And uh, so I said, Vicky's oh, yeah, a woo Vicky. girl. That's what she's saying. She's a woo girl. Woo. Yeah, that, woo. that could be a t-shirt too, you know. <laughs> Vicky's a woo girl and Kim is the ear candy. Oh, yeah. There we go. So I, I'm sorry. Decided. So you're supportive. Yeah, so I was being supportive. And, uh, and, and so I, I joined the committee with a couple of other people. And we went around asking all the members, you know, would you be willing to do your share of being the leadership, you know, and these are the responsibilities. And everybody goes like, are you crazy? I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm busy homeschooling my children. Yeah, right? like I, I, I do not have time for that kind of nonsense. And uh, so it came down to where, like, there was nobody to do it. So I Aww. said, well, okay, you know, I like this group and my kids need a group and and so I, I just volunteered to run and it wasn't much competition since there wasn't no. anybody else willing to do it. But the, the gal who was willing to run for the vice president office, we found another willing victim who was fairly new to the area and fairly new to homeschooling at that time was Marilyn Group. 
<laughs> and so I know that name. It, I do too. Very familiar. And so she and I had to work together all the time and our kids were the same age and we thought on the same kind of wavelength, you know, kind of visionary wise and like, yeah, we can take this homeschooling group and really do some things and make opportunities for the kids. And, and we just clicked together and how we worked so well that that's been, I don't know, 30 years or more, you know, that Mm -hmm. that it just was a team from there. So that's how the seed of Seven Sisters got started because this old ladies got to working <laughs> together on a project because nobody else would take it. There you go. <laughs> so so we redemption. had necessity and mm-hmm. we had linking arms and we had vision mm-hmm. that clicked. And that's mm-hmm. and you met a whole lot of other homeschool moms in that group, but you clicked mm-hmm. with Marilyn mm-hmm. because of the working together and the meeting a need. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me, meeting a need and the linking arms. That's yeah. that's awesome. And so another, another t-shirt for Kim is motherhood is the necessity of invention. Like our motherhood Uh as homeschool moms necessitated us becoming leaders, how to do it. And God rewarded that and blessed us with many friends and especially our, our, it became our seven sisters. All right. Cool. Who's next? Sweet. I think Kim's next. All right. I'm next. Meeting clicking. I'm kind of like the rookie of the crew in the sense that I think I kind of came along last-ish. But anyway, so, well, I'm going to tell a story about how Sabrina and I met because it's kind of fun one. So we were both involved in our local homeschool choir. Sabrina was the very cool director of the middle school choir. <laughs> the very cool. Very, very that's cool. me. Very That's cool. me. Super cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually. <laughs> like dad funny, I was mom cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were Sabrina. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Well, and actually I should back up a tiny bit and say that I actually met Marilyn and Vicki at a tri-state homeschool introductory, you know, thinking about homeschooling kind of session. And I wasn't even thinking about homeschooling yet. A friend of mine dragged me along because she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all did the, the spiel. Um, so I, I met Marilyn and Vicky first, but wasn't didn't even think I was homeschooling then. Then my third grader came home from Brownies one night and said, I'd really appreciate it if you would home educate me. So fast forward and yeah, pretty funny, huh? Uh, so fast forward and she, we joined choir because we all, our family all loves to sing. And um, so the kids were in choir and what do you know, they needed help doing some choir stuff. And so I volunteered to help because I wanted that activity to happen. And so I was helping out. I, I can't remember if I was just a regular helper parent first or ended up helping out with the some of the treasury stuff or whatever. And I remember sitting there at a meeting. And so my sister Allison was one of the directors of the younger choir at the time. And so I knew that this other choir was going on and I knew that Sabrina was there and I knew all the kids thought she was really cool. But what absolutely blew me away is in a little like a, you know, planning kind of businessy meeting, I found out that Sabrina and Allison were related. And I had, at that point, I think I had known them for a couple of years and had no idea they were related. (laughs) Nobody does. (laughs) You guys are so opposite personality. You really are. Right. And then if you, somebody tells you, you don't believe them anyway, because it does seem rather there. We, oh my goodness, we had countless times in in the years in Tri-State where there'd be people we'd known for years. And they would come to us and say, 
you know, so and so was trying to convince me that you two are sisters. Like, I, we, yeah, we really are. No, I'm not falling for that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. we're pretty yep. different. <laughs> yeah, yep. Both wonderful. I found out you were sisters, and I guess I met Sarah. I can't even remember how I met Sarah, but I met Sarah through all of you because you all knew Sarah. So I just yeah, took away all see. your thunder, Sabrina. Yeah. No, How did we meet that's Sarah? All right. Let's see. So Marilyn and Vicky had co-opted with Sarah for, for wow. quite a long time before mm-hmm. I met her. Mm-hmm. But when we started a cinematography club in, again, this tri-state um, mm. homeschool network, mm-hmm. because there was a need, because mm-hmm. we had several of our kids who were interested in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to link arms and try to meet a need, right? And we had a vision for, there's a theme here, ladies, for a cinematography club. And Sarah's boys, a couple of them, one in particular, really, really interested in cinematography. And so her boys and my boys and Marilyn's son and Vicky's son, they all were a part of the core of this uh, first year of the cinematography club. So that's when I started getting to know Sarah then was through that. But uh, Vicki, you, you and Marilyn had already been co-oping with her for several years, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a mm. weekly co-op. Yeah. Mm. And we met, yeah, Sarah through the um, homeschool youth group. So our, our big homeschool network, we started a, a youth group for the kids so they could have like-minded homeschoolers because in those days, it was like a long time ago, there weren't any other homeschoolers. Like they'd go to Sunday school or youth group at church and they were the only ones. So we started a youth group where all the other homeschool kids could sit around and, you know, complain about their math lessons together. And, and uh, so Sarah's boys were part of that. And Sarah is always the quiet volunteer. So Mm -hmm. they learned quickly, like if we had, you know, we had to pay some dues so we could make money to go do a fundraiser or, or, you know, service work or something. And uh, they put me at the table in charge of that. I, I, (laughs) utter disaster. But Sarah very quietly would come in, I'll I'll help. And Sarah always has money right. And she always has right. To the penny. Yes. If you're looking for the bookkeeper for seven sisters, look no further than Sarah, because Mm -hmm. Sarah is the one who makes that balance sheet thingy come out exactly right every time. And I don't even know for sure what it's called, because I just called it a balance sheet thingy. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're very grateful for Sarah's, for Sarah's detail, accuracy and all that stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. So we all ended up kind of the six of us all Mm -hmm. together in um, a co-op and in a hybrid school or an umbrella school Mm -hmm. that grew out of all of these various activities and all Mm -hmm. these various um, clubs and things that that we had linked arms to start. So there was Mm -hmm. a whole lot of innovation. Mm -hmm. We would see needs in our local community and we would say, we could try to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it'll be the perfect answer to it, but what do we have? You know, who do we have that's available and what could we try and what could we learn? And we would start this club and that club and see how it goes. And that mm-hmm. ended up growing into a, it would really be great to have a diploma program for our high schoolers to have opportunity for some of the high school classes that are much harder to do by yourself or much lonelier to do by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that grew and grew into a school made up of many, 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 many families. Yeah. Um, and that school is still operating today. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a reason our company is actually called seven sisters, innovative homeschool helps. Uh-huh. And most people refer to us as seven sisters or seven sisters, homeschool.com. And that's fine. But our legal name is seven sisters, innovative homeschool helps. And we prayerfully and very intentionally picked that name 
because mm-hmm. that is how we all clicked. That's mm-hmm. how we came to, we wanted to help. Mm-hmm. We wanted help ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in most cases we had to innovate. We had to come up with something new because there wasn't an obvious yeah. grab it and go. There's mm-hmm. so many more resources for homeschoolers now because of the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes it much easier. You can grab an online class for this or that. There's lots of curriculum available at the click of a mouse. And that was not the case. We're, we're talking, we're talking like 1990-ish when, mm-hmm. when these things began mm-hmm. to get off the ground. So we wanted to help each other. We wanted help ourselves and we had to make something new in order to do that. And as we worked together and created new things, we shared a common vision and we realized how much we really were sisters. Allison and I are sisters by DNA, by genetics, but all of us were sisters in Jesus. Mm -hmm. We were all finding our work together and our homeschooling informed by and invigorated by and shaped by our, our relationship with Jesus and our, our Christian worldview and our desire for building the kingdom of God and for modeling for our children what that looked like. And so those, those things made our sisterhood really obvious. Mm-hmm. And even though we are many different flavors of Christianity, as Vicki oh, yeah. sometimes says, there's mm-hmm. lots of different Lots of different uh, church affiliations and non-affiliations represented among the se- the six of us. Um, that sisterhood is unshakable. Mm-hmm. It's it's informed everything that we've done. And so, with our company, there's six of us, and we're called Seven Sisters. And, and our how heart did we is get that name, Sabrina. Yeah, tell, tell us that tell name. us why. Is it because we're bad at math? But, well, we're here, yes, yeah. but, but Sarah, Sarah would have called us on that. If it was yes. just a math error, Sarah would have caught That's it. Right. Uh, we want to be the big sisters to all of you who are listening to this podcast, to all of you who are watching this on YouTube, to all of you who are reading our blog posts or following us on social media or who are even purchasing and using our curriculum in your homeschools. We want you to be our seventh sister. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more beautiful and more powerful in the homeschooling world than what we experienced as far as what made us click. This seeing a need, coming together, linking arms, working side by side, sharing a vision, becoming sisters as a result of it, and then inviting others into that. Yeah. as the seventh sister so that's very mm-hmm. ushy squishy and I'm all now like <laughs> goose goose bumpily and stuff you know because uh, but we're not making this stuff it's up. real that's yeah. where we came from and that yeah. is still our heart after all these years yeah so you're our seventh sisters so thank you you yeah, are our seventh, our seventh sister sisters. yes yeah. thank you for yeah. being here and any chance that you see in your community in your local corner of the world where you could recognize a need and could maybe innovate some way to meet it and bring somebody alongside to work with you and share that vision and invite others into it. Oh, we want to see that. We want to see that just spread and spread and spread. Could could I give a little phrase of encouragement to help people? Oh, please. Sometimes it's hard and scary to start something new because you don't know how to do it. Like, you know, in our group, we, our, our boys wanted a cinematography club. Like we don't know anything about that. Stuff, <laughs> you know? But what we learned was GK Chesterton said, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Oh, and we just were willing to go and make mistakes and be real in front of mm-hmm. kids and say, we don't know what we're doing, but we will all learn together. And so yep. we, 
we, we have no pride because we have been embarrassed <laughs> so many times in our blunder suit. But our kids have had experiences and they have learned to to fail forward, you know, watching their moms yes. and their very mm. many adventures. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Anything worth doing is worth yeah. doing badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we have been asked another sort of multi-part question here. Mm-hmm. What did homeschooling do for our families? What things did we get right? What things did we get wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'll go, go first, first on this you one. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. So what homeschooling did for our family is it laid a pretty unshakable foundation for all of us that we should learn to learn. Mm. There are, if, if we're, when we get down to the, what do we get right? What do we get wrong section? I have a really long list of things oh, I yeah. got wrong. Really mm. long list. Yeah, But one thing that all of my kids walked away from their homeschooling years with was uh, they had learned how to learn. Mm-hmm. They had learned um, how their natural wiring mm-hmm. set them up for learning. And each mm-hmm. of them was different and they were different from me. They had learned ways to learn in an environment that was not ideal mm-hmm. for their internal wiring. Mm-hmm. They learned how to ask for help learning something. Mm-hmm. They had learned how to explore independent resources for learning. They had learned how to admit when they were in way over their heads and needed to pass the baton even on something. So those kinds of things. Um, my one kid who went on to traditional university found that in group project settings that she was significantly better equipped than most mm-hmm. of the kids around her mm-hmm. to know how to just tackle this big question that had been put before them or this project, whatever it was supposed to be. She knew how to get started because she knew how she learned about things. She understood that other people learned in other ways. She knew how to ask for help. She knew how to find resources. Mm -hmm. And so that is the big thing that I think homeschooling did for our family is it set us up to be lifelong learners. My kids have watched me learn new thing after new thing after new thing while we were homeschooling. And since Mm -hmm. they've all graduated Mm -hmm. and I've just been like, you know, a individual instead of just a home instead of a homeschool mom focused on their learning I've just been individually focused on my own and I I think that's the biggest thing that homeschooling did for us I'll save the get it rights and get it wrongs for later what did homeschooling do for your families lady yeah mm. I, so so much I could repeat that you did, yeah Sabrina and yeah, that that's they, why I went first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I won't I won't repeat all the things but the ability and the right to know what they're good at and to enjoy mm. it and what they're interested in. Mm. And also to know that they can do the things they don't like. And they, mm. they need to only do enough of the things they don't like to, you know, meet whatever standard they have to meet. But the ability to do the hard things mm. and uh, like math and uh, that, that they, can, they can do it. Another really, really, really good thing that, that happened with my youngest is Sarah finally published her financial literacy course mm-hmm. that she'd been teaching the kids for years. So my youngest got to do that. So he started when he was about 16, following the guidelines of financial lit. The boy is 25 now, you know, and, and you know, got married and through college, you know, very little debt and they bought a house and keep a budget and you know, all the things I didn't learn until I was already a grown up, you know, so, you know, that to me, 
uh, that opportunity for him, you know, that was the homeschooling gave that to him in a unique way because it fit his personality. So I'm so thankful mm. for that. And I'm thankful that, that, you know, we, we learned to join, you know, to find mm. things to invest in and join, which is what brought us sisters together. But my kids mm. learned, you know, you look around, you find things to get involved with, you find a place that you can contribute. And that's, that's helped them through their adulthood so far. Mm. And what a lovely thing that you're saying, you find a place to join where you can contribute, not just you find a place to join that will allow you to consume what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. but where you can also give back. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Wow. You ladies took up a lot of good stuff. So (laughs) I'm just going to add one more thing. Um, And it was just the options to pursue our passions. Mm. Um, And I think one of you mentioned about finding out what they're good at and then just to, to really be able to explore and and uh, you know in some senses to kind of play with that and like you know where where could this take me or whether this is going to be a hobby or a career or whatever and uh oh and actually one more i guess for for me personally is i feel like being around all of my sisters has really deepened my faith in a way that i can't imagine would have happened otherwise and so that's really been one of those, we, we did not come to homeschooling for religious or spiritual reasons. We came to homeschooling for academic reasons because my daughter wanted to try it. And so that, that was just a real, real blessing that was not at all uh, something we saw coming. That's so cool. That is yeah. so cool. That is yeah. so cool. So specific things that we got right and got wrong. Obviously, Sarah Hibbert Hayes' financial literacy from a Christian perspective was something that a lot of us got right because, uh, yeah, that kind of financial literacy foundation for our for our kids was fantastic. Some other things that I feel like we got right, we leaned into the arts a lot in our mm-hmm. family, and that's because we had a bunch of creatives, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't see fine arts as something that we would add on when we had a little time left over. Mm-hmm. But we recognized that the creative kids were wired for this. It needed to be um, a very important piece of yeah. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so in addition to standalone things like dance classes or drama camps or um, music lessons or whatever, photography, um, we also integrated fine arts into a lot of our academic subjects. Yeah. And we made space for projects and we made space for, um, for field trips and experiences mm-hmm. that used creative and artistic components to help with the academic things too. And so that was something we definitely got right. Now, interestingly, my one son is not a creative. He's a thinker. He's a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And another thing that we got right is we didn't force him to do a lot of fine arts that he wasn't Mm -hmm. wired for, Mm -hmm. even Mm. though the rest of his siblings, he was the youngest and the rest Mm -hmm. of his siblings had Mm -hmm. all been Mm -hmm. super into this. Um, He continued to do drama camps because he liked the social aspect. Yes. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. he ended up dropping out of choir even while his mom was a choir director Mm -hmm. in the community. And there were a lot Mm -hmm. of people who were shocked that I let him (laughs) quit choir. I said, (laughs) he doesn't care about it. He could Mm -hmm. sing. He sings great. He has a lovely voice. He just doesn't care anything about it. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, so that Mm -hmm. finding that place for creativity and um, respecting and honoring the fact that not everyone needs that space for creativity either. So that's something I feel like we got right. What about you you guys? What's a a win? 
let's lean into that a little bit. So okay. you, you allowed him to be a philosophic thinker. Like he would ask mm. questions. And oh, so when, when we did the, the history and philosophy of the Western world class in the, our co-op, mm-hmm. um, he was the question asker in the class, you know, and then when the class was over, he wanted more philosophy. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, respecting his interests. You know, yeah. we, went, we went to my mm-hmm. oldest son, who's a philosopher, he's a PhD. And we said that the kids want more. And so he wrote a curriculum for high it. schoolers. Uh, because Philosophy of, and four questions. I yeah. cannot recommend it highly enough. Vicki's not allowed because her son wrote it. But Mike <laughs> is not my son. And so I can really highly recommend yeah. Philosophy and Four Questions. It was life-changing for yeah. Jonah. And it so fed that hunger yeah. in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to what the kids are interested in and seeing what you can find. And sometimes you can't find anything and it's like, God, we'll have to deal with that later. Uh, but sometimes we can do it badly or we can get a philosopher to write a curriculum for us. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. What else did we get right? Field trips. One of you just mentioned field mm. trips. That has just been a huge win mm-hmm. for our family, for our whole community, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for building a lot of that community. You know, some of it, some of it was, wow, this was a great field trip. We learned so much. It was a beautiful day, blah, blah, blah. Then there was visiting the sewage treatment yes. plant in the rain. <laughs> Group suffering, bonds people suffering. together. <laughs> but, a smelly but, field trip. <laughs> yes. But good, bad, and otherwise, like all of those things, they became cherished memories. They became sources of connection mm-hmm. um, and learning. And um, they just brought everything we were doing you know, into real life. And around here, if you haven't heard us too much before, uh, around Seven Sisters, we loved field trips so much that mm-hmm. we we often joke about having the uh, retired homeschool moms uh, field trip co-op oh, yes. where we can go and we can actually take our time and we can read every sign that yes. we want to read and <laughs> all that sort of thing. So It hadn't happened uh, yet, but it's going to one of these. Well, things. okay, so can I tell you? It was not a co-op mom's field trip and I wanted it to be, but just last week, my husband and I, Fred, Fred and I were traveling together and we had some time to kill on a very hot morning. And we found this adorable little teeny tiny little museum that was set up to, uh, to honor cattle ranching in Southwest Florida Uh and this family owned ranch and all. And so we went to this little museum and we were looking around and we were about 20 minutes in and looked at Fred and I said, I'm living the homeschool mom dream. <laughs> I'm looking at every display in detail and I'm reading all the words and I think I'm going to cry. It's like, you are so weird. <laughs> but I thought of all my homeschool sisters because yes, we longed for that on those field trips. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, yeah, very cool. We, we have some pretty yeah. amazing memories that our kids really appreciate or torment us over. You know, oh, yeah. according to what the field trip was. Oh my goodness. Do yeah. you remember Gettysburg? Were we all at Gettysburg? Or yeah, I was not at Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. There were a bunch no, of us we who went to, to Gettysburg and oh my goodness, they, they did a thing about what, about the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. while we were there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and they had like this, they had to get from this one spot to another and go through this field and the section of the woods and stuff. And then 
Marilyn was the slave catcher and she would like jump out of the bushes and try to grab them and drag. It was amazing. And they had to look for the signs, the quilts or whatever that were the signs yeah. of safe houses. Yeah. Oh, and they all, yeah. And the climbing the rocks um, in the, anyway, sorry. It was an amazing field trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole Absolutely. weekend. You know, we went and stayed in yeah. cabins and yeah. did a whole big thing. And then yeah. there was the the dam field trip. So oh, the dam, the dam field trip. Field trip. <laughs> so they, we went to the Conowingo Dam, and those kids made the best use of this is a dam field trip. <laughs> and they 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 were they were not amused by the internal workings of the dam, and they were not amused at the rain that we were having to stand in when we were outside of the dam. And so by the time we were driving home all together in Maryland's huge big black van. Uh, the, the kids were, especially the middle schoolish age or the ninth graders, you know, they were over it. And, uh, <laughs> and they, they knew better than to do out loud, snarky, mean comments about the damn field trip. Um, so they made as many damn jokes as they could. But the non-verbals were letting us know. So, uh, you know, Marilyn's driving and I'm sitting in the passenger side. And I can see in the rear view mirror, my, my daughter, who is the queen of nonverbals, and she's not saying a, a, a thing about the damn field trip. That's wrong. But those nonverbals were letting me have it. And uh, <laughs> so being the wise counselor that I am, I said, I said, you're embarrassing yourself with your nonverbals to this day. <laughs> When those kids see me, they said, we're still embarrassing ourselves with our nonverbals. <laughs> That's a t-shirt too. <laughs> it is, it is. Oh my. I will oh, never live too. that one down ever. No. <laughs> you know, all, all of these things we're talking about remind me of another thing that I think we got right. And, and that is just some of the relationships that we were able to, to have with our children Mm -hmm. I think we're in, uh, sometimes challenged by homeschooling for sure, but also really enhanced uh, by homeschooling by the time we spent together, by the conversations we were able to have. And one of the highlights for me, and I'm going to make it a shameless plug, although it's not, I didn't bring it up for that reason, but it's always something I mentioned on a highlight reel for, for us, is uh, toward the end of our youngest's time in uh, high school, um, Sabrina and her son, uh, the philosopher, mm -hmm. which also really added to that conversation, I'm sure, and my twin daughters, and another friend of ours and her daughter, and oh, maybe even I can't remember. It was Connor in that. I don't. I don't know. I think anyway, Connor was no, I didn't the next think year. So. Yeah, next year. Yeah, um, we did the human Vicky's human development uh, curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> as a small co-op and oh my goodness the the conversation the depth and the value of so the conversations good. that we had um especially talking with our kids about you know them as teens and then thinking about us when we were teens and just some of the sharing it was it was just such beautiful and profound and all that awesome stuff it was really yeah. cool Remember, yeah, it really that was to our homeschool, our local umbrella school kids. And mm. uh, so in the pregnancy unit, I invited Kim in to talk about her oh, yeah. of twins. Like the kids were going <laughs> like, well, <laughs> it, it was it was a memorable day that they, they thought of. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, great conversations Crazy definitely arose out of yeah. homeschooling. Well, and one yeah. of the things I think we did right as a group is we allowed our kids to level up their credits in mm. a way that so they, they, a lot of our kids were college bound, not all, but the ones that were college bound needed some like honors level credits on their mm -hmm. transcript. And so they needed to, to show academic rigor, but we did it by um, the field trips and the, the, the books and the discussions and the projects and the, the adventures, you know, that really mm -hmm. made the curriculum useful to them and interesting mm -hmm. to them. And mm -hmm. so that's, I think that's a, a thing. Our kids learn that all of life is education that way. Oh yeah. And then their, mm -hmm. their electives and just things that we could get away with doing their whole credit just by the adventures and the, the book reading and the paper writing and the projects and the field trips. You know, we, we earn credits in that Carnegie unit way. And the kids mm -hmm. could not have Logged done hours in a, in a traditional school setting. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So now we take a left turn mm -hmm. and get a little bit vulnerable mm -hmm. and talk about some of the things that we got wrong. And I have, like I said, a pretty long list of those. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that because that's why we need Jesus, right? We're yes. human. Mm -hmm. So Amen. we get stuff wrong. But uh, who wants to go first and share a few things that maybe you got wrong? I'll go first on that one. And let's see, in the very beginning, we started when my, I guess we started at the beginning of fourth grade. So my oldest had been through third grade in public school. And my son had been through kindergarten in public school. And if I were doing it all over again, I would do very differently in terms of scheduling. I knew discipline was going to be my discipline, not theirs. Mm. <laughs> Self-discipline, organization, structure was going to be a challenge for me. And it took me about a year after she asked to homeschool to even decide that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this a try. And so she is funny. She made up a little schedule we were going to do math from nine to nine 30 and something else from nine 30 to 10 and had the whole schedule. And that lasted about a day and it was out the window. And in retrospect, I would have worked much harder to um, honor her needs or balance a little bit more. And also I'm a raging extrovert and yeah. my youngest two are, are extroverts, but my oldest two are introverts. Mm. And there were days where they said, mom, can we just stay at home today? And can we not go do a field trip or do a co-op or whatever, but mm -hmm. can we just stay and, and be, be homeschoolers at our mm -hmm. kitchen table? <laughs> <At home. laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, you know, in retrospect, I would try much better to honor all of our needs way more intentionally. It wasn't that I wasn't trying, I did the best I could, mm -hmm. um, but, but I'd be much more intentional and I would reach out more to the sisters right around me who are good at that. Mm -hmm. and would have have sought more guidance and direction and help mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's math <laughs> yeah. we always joked that um, my hubby Doug he's an accountant right he loves math he does math for fun on his phone while we're sitting around watching television um, yeah I know I know he does he does problems in his head and then he checks himself on his little flip phone um, yeah the kids all think it's hysterical um, Very and scary. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and when our daughter, our first was little, she used to like to play with people's hair and she, she would even like mess with his hair and stick barrettes in it and stuff. And he would let her. 
So the joke was that when we started, he was, I was going to be in charge of everything else and he was going to do math and cosmetology. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, somewhere right near the very, very end of our homeschooling life, like all of them, all the way through high school, I went, wait, why? We joked about the cosmetology, but why didn't he teach the math? Mm -hmm. um, because he did end up helping several of them with a lot with math through college. And, um, but yeah, we never, so, um, so we didn't use all of the strengths right available to us right mm -hmm. there. And math was something that never came easy to me. Now I kind of think most, most math is kind of fun, but mm. I never thought that before. So I learned that mm. through homeschooling, but my kids would have probably learned better to gain that from somebody who thought math was fun from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I could go on and on, but those are a couple right. that come to mind. Yeah. And I think my, my kids would universally say that their math instruction was not our, our highest point because it mm -hmm. ain't my highest skill. And my, my oldest son was in high school during the days before the internet, you know, computers were a new thing, giving my age away. Um, <laughs> And so when it came time for him, he, he actually liked math. I, I never understood what that genetic fluke was, but so he actually got up to calculus, you know, willingly in, in high school. And so the only calculus curriculum we could find at that time was uh, the Saxon curriculum. And so I, I bought him the Saxon math book and handed it to him and used my counselor skills with him. So he would say, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really not understanding this concept right here. I don't know how to do this problem. And I go, hmm, mm, <laughs> tell me about that. And he would work it through, you know, out loud with me going, mm, you know, and he made it through, but then, you know, it kind of came back to bite me. So when he was in college, he was <laughs> a, an ambassador. So on, on um, open house days at the college, he would give tours and give lectures on, you know, good things about the program, the, the major he was in. So he was talking about, you know, like, even homeschoolers can really have a great time at college because they can be, you know, like they have succeeding skills. Like when I was a senior in high school, my mother made me teach myself math and I had to learn calculus all by myself. Well, I mean, and, and I heard it with my ears because I brought a, a group of homeschoolers on a tour and we uh, walked in the room and there's he's telling the story. Oh my. So that our, our math things were not, uh, were not the strengths. And I'm sure our kids would tell about their mom being a book snot that I, uh, you know, I would say things like Harry Potter could not possibly be as good as the Chronicles of Narnia. And, <laughs> And, I, and, and, you know, the, the, the balance of working and homeschooling was a, a mm. challenge. And if it wasn't for the homeschool community around me, I don't think my kids would have had as rich experiences as they did. But I had such a good group of sisters around to kind of take up some slack. I mean, sometimes, you know, I would be at work. And so I would have sisters driving my kids to something that I couldn't get to. So that, you know, you, you add that to the motherhood is all about guilt. And that's, that's one of the things is I wish I could have been mm. with my kids 24 seven. And, uh, mm. and that wasn't possible in our, in our necessities of life. So, yeah, 
I could go on, like Sabrina said, mm-hmm. list list could go on mm-hmm. and on. My kids could definitely fill it in. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, I yeah. haven't heard all the stories. <laughs> I'm too. sure they tell the stories when they're all together. All right, Sabrina, your turn. Yeah. All right, my turn. Let's see. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little risk here. Um, something that we got wrong in our homeschool, and it took me quite a long time to realize it, is that instead of just allowing my faith to shape and inform our homeschool, I allowed um, external expectations of what that faith should always look like Mm. and how it should play out. Mm. So to, to just put it real real directly, but not in any sort of um, accusatory way, the community of a much more conservative um, mindset kind of set my rules for me. Mm -hmm. I I allowed it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even agree with a lot of those things. And so there were rules that were not rules for me. I didn't find them to be rules that God was putting in place in my life, but they were the expectation. They were the norm in a significant chunk of community that we were a part of. And um, so there would be, you know, music that my kids were enjoying that I was fine with, but I wouldn't want them to listen to it because it might offend some of our friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were books and there were movies and there were places mm-hmm. to go and things to do that I, and I would tell my kids, I don't believe that these things are wrong. I'm not saying that I think that, that God has said these things are sinful, but I know that these people do feel that way. And mm-hmm. so we're good. And essentially I taught a lot of fear of man to my kids Mm -hmm. by doing that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um so that that was a biggie and honestly many years after the fact that still comes up fairly often within our family for a conversation and for healing work yeah um Mm. pieces of of baggage and condemnation that i allowed into our homeschool even though they weren't coming directly through me you know i I mean i think it was definitely a a especially in the earlier days of homeschooling Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that we were as culturally homeschooling as we were, um, educationally homeschooling. And there were these yeah. norms, like you don't listen yeah. to this music and you dress this mm-hmm. way. And, uh, you remember the homeschool mom uniform? Oh yeah. And uh, the denim oh, jumper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> denim jumper. That's right. And, and there was <laughs> this, this pressure. Although they're coming back now, which is totally bizarre, <laughs> but I keep seeing them on people who are not homeschoolers. And in some cases, not even moms. And I think, why are you wearing the homeschool mom uniform? <laughs> yeah, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know the history of the jumper? But it's just a, it's a, it's a fashion thing. Yeah. But yeah, and that's and it it took all of us, I think, a while. Probably not Kim. Kim's always been the independent thinker, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to say this isn't healthy for our families. We need to pray prayerfully, uh, lead our kids in the way we feel God is leading us. You know, homeschooling. Yeah. That's why we're doing this to do what's best for yeah. our families and to mm-hmm. to stand up to our culture and say you know, this, we need to do what God's leading us to do, not what you're telling us to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it took us a, a few years. So I'm sure my oldest kids could, uh, you know, tell some stories about what we were allowed to do and not allowed to do back in the days. And mm-hmm. um, probably has given them some good fodder from when they've all gone through therapy because therapy. <laughs> I believe in therapy. Yeah, so, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that's just a pressure that everybody has to face all the time is like, mm-hmm. what is God leading us to? Mm-hmm. And, and how do we, when it doesn't look like what other people are thinking and saying, you know, how do yes. we handle that? And uh, the mm-hmm. courage to follow what God is leading. And uh, so hopefully our youngers had more of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, but we, I think yeah. most, uh, most of us older mm-hmm. generation homeschool moms really think back to the denim jumper days and uh, what you could listen to and and uh-huh. uh, oh my gosh, the kids can tell stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny, you know, we homeschool and, and we want to be, when, when we're Christians and we're homeschooling, we want to be doing that out of a desire to follow what God is calling us to, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we used to think, and I think this is not probably so much the case for a lot of our seven sisters now, but we used to think that a lot of that had to do with standing against negative things in the culture mm-hmm. secularly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we didn't want bullying to be a part of our kids right. school experience and we didn't right. want um arrogance and love of money to you know mm-hmm. to to reign over mm-hmm. their peer groups and all that kind of mm-hmm. that's great absolutely yes. stand against that stuff and at mm-hmm. the same time stand against you know pharisaical uh, mm-hmm. living one way and and um talking another way um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know judging and condemning and marginalizing people groups that that are you know painful or difficult for you mm-hmm. to to interact with or like those kinds of things are also things that mm-hmm. we didn't want and yeah. yet those things somehow were harder to stand against for me yeah. anyway mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so this is why one of our one of our constant it's even more than a t-shirt it's on so much of our social media and in our blogs and in our coaching is there is not one right right, way, right. to homeschool yes, yes. yeah and it is so important that you be asking god what is this supposed to look like what is mm-hmm. your plan mm-hmm. um you know what's your what's your paraphrase of the of the verse um in proverbs vicky that a mom um, a mom's a mom's mind plans her way, but God directs her paths. And when yeah. we roll our works on Him, He can direct those paths. And so it's it's according to who we're rolling what we're doing yeah. onto. And uh, it's it's sometimes very much harder to to humbly listen to God and uh, and do that rolling. Mm-hmm. And you know our that's, our kids have had to learn that alongside us because we had to mm-hmm. learn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see, as we wind this episode down, look at my notes here. Hold on. Uh, what has parenting looked like after homeschool graduation in particular, that first little stretch of road mm. after graduation, mm. oh, Wow. that first yeah. summer, and then that first year of college or yeah. work or military, whatever. What yeah. has that been like? Mm. And, and, you know, we, we, we could go on. We should do a whole episode. Um, oh, we could go on should. and on. So we'll give the brief version since we are time limited. But that I remember when my first son went off to college, what a strange, empty feeling that was, you know, like I'm used to homeschooling and, you know, we could drop by the college mm-hmm. and visit him. It was just a couple hours away and take him out on a little short field trip. And then he would get back to the, the dorms. We drop him off and he'd say, rats we can't log any of these hours you know to to allow those transitions to happen and then to also know what it feels like to still care 
I had, I had in my mind somewhere that when my kids graduated, I would never be stressed about my kids again. That, that, you know, like I did my job and now life is going to be perfect. Uh, that's not that box. <laughs> yeah. That's so not it, how it works. It's like, that was a rude awakening. Mm. So wow. that's my brief version of that. Wow. I'm sorry, Vicki, I love you. And I know I was just laughing at you and that was so unkind. <laughs> but I'm really laughing with you because... Yes. You were not having laugh. fun at my expense. It was true. Uh, that's right. Oh, it was at all of our expenses. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I actually, Sabrina and I were just talking a, a little bit about some of this this morning. Mm-hmm. Is it's it it is interesting how we are, you know, as our children grow up and they they are becoming adults, and in some ways we see them as adults and want to treat them as adults and they want to see themselves as adults and want us to see them as adults and want to be treated as adults. And yet we always have, you know, oh, you're always going to be my little baby or you're always going to be my mom or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so those roles are, are there and they're very, very strongly ingrained and they are, they are permanent. And yet at the same time, they're changing. So yeah, yeah. for me, that, that beginning time was just a, how do we redefine these roles or, or do we redefine mm-hmm. them yet? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the activities and that sort of thing have changed and the schedule mm-hmm. has changed. And, you know, in some cases, even eventually that then where they live changed, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of like, Oh, how do we, how do we do this? So I guess communication mm-hmm. is a big piece mm-hmm. of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's talking with each other. And so the, when you have a better relationship or just a, mo- a more communicative relationship, it helps because you can just say to one another, so how's this working? Like, is this feeling all right to you? What do you need more of or less of? And that sort of thing. And then, uh, and then kind of, you know, being open to, to those conversations and kind of really negotiating what's, hmm. what's changed and, and knowing what's not negotiable, yeah. you know, as a parent, if your kid's still living mm-hmm. at home, even though they're an adult, they're still Mm-hmm. you're still yeah. living under my roof so what what things are you know yeah, are important to you yeah yeah and a- allowing them to come back you know in that communication to you and say you know what I just got to get this off my chest here's yes. the things you did wrong oh, and uh, yes. and then to say <laughs> dang you're right I'm so sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh yeah yeah. yeah, there's a lot of power and humility during that mm-hmm. season. There really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, I think I think a lot of us imagine that, you know, we, we flip the tassel there, yes. and graduated, mm-hmm. and we're going to have this tremendous sense of completion and mm-hmm. of fulfillment. And honestly, that, that season, that next little stretch of road is often when the things that we did wrong become the most apparent. Mm-hmm. And if we are... If, if I'm going to say you are, cause I'm already through the season with my youngest kids. So mm. to our seven sisters, if you are mentally somewhat prepared for, it is going to be rewarding. It is going to be fulfilling. And it's also going to be humbling mm-hmm. because I'm mm-hmm. going to see that we all need Jesus. You know, I'm going to see mm-hmm. that it was mm-hmm. not perfect mm-hmm. and there are holes left in mm-hmm. every person's Absolutely. education. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't matter whether they were homeschooled or mm-hmm. boarding schooled or private schooled or public school. Mm-hmm. There are holes in your education, even when you get that high school diploma and have amazing SAT scores and mm-hmm. ACT scores and all of it. There's still holes. So yeah. that's got to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me that 
this is not exactly a direct answer to that question, but it, it flows right into the last question, which is uh, advice. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would we pass along? So I found that very soon after graduation in pretty much yeah, in all of my kids' lives, mm-hmm. there were mental health challenges in that next year or two mm-hmm. that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, Vicki has all the clinical, um, uh, all that for it. I'm just going from mom life mm-hmm. stuff chronologically, that's the age when, if there's going to be a profound mental illness, it typically begins to manifest. Yeah. Around 18. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have that in my family and it's okay with them that, that I'm talking about it. I have a son who's diagnosed with bipolar Mm -hmm. disorder. And that was around the point that Mm -hmm. it began to really manifest. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have a daughter who is, is very openly sharing mm-hmm. in an effort to help others with, with some self-healing mm-hmm. um, that her anxiety just went off the charts mm-hmm. and she was so ready for college. She mm-hmm. was so, mm-hmm. she was that kid in high school who was just owning her homeschooling. Mm-hmm. She was on top of it. She had a million interests. She had a million friends. She was so ready. I thought, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she did really well in college, mm-hmm. but her freshman year, uh, her anxiety almost ate her alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that. She looked mm-hmm. so confident. She looked so ready, you know, but it is, it is a hard thing. I don't know mm-hmm. that it was for the generation before it, it seems to be something different. I don't know if it's the speed of the world now or what, but those kinds of things seem to happen a lot with that transition out mm-hmm. of, um, out of high mm-hmm. school. And so my advice is based on what it looked like, what that transitional period looked like for a lot of my kids is be very available to your kids as people. Yeah. And worry a lot less about where they're working or where they're going to school or what Mm -hmm. grades they're getting or what relationship they're in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And instead be really sensitive, available and prayerful Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. how they're doing inside internally, because there's a lot of hard work typically taking place at that point in life. And Mm -hmm. for some people, that's when they're first finding out just how hard some of that work is going to be. If there is um, significant mental illness present that might not have ever shown up before. So that sounds like a downer. And honestly, friends, it's not, (laughs) it's it's an encouragement that it's okay. If you, if you are aware that it's coming, then you will not be blindsided by it in the way that I was. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that I've learned help tremendously. I Mm. didn't know to look for any of them or to ask for any of them because it blindsided me. So as your big sister, I'm saying it's a possibility. And if you know, it's a possibility then it's not going to blindside you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Somebody say something more right. um, happy. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give some like transition advice uh, for, for mom, but also for the kids. So, you know, like, especially we, we had this cool thing in our community, we called ourselves Omega moms and dads. Oh yes. And that was when, you know, if you've, if homeschooling has been a part of your family's lifestyle for a long time, especially and when your youngest um, were graduating, it was not only the end of homeschooling for them, but it's the end of homeschooling for mm-hmm. you. Um, and, you know, so what's next? And, and I've used the same technique even as other transitions have happened. Just when I know there's a transition coming now and I'm sort of cherishing where I am and not really, you know, not, maybe not looking forward to the transition or maybe I am. 
to make some notes because you know even when you're loving the fact that all your kids are around and and they're you, you know you're going to miss them and all that sort of thing you might notice oh you know they left all their dirty clothes in the middle of the family room again and they left dirty dishes on the you know in the sink not mm-hmm. just you know but for three days now and you kind of left them there hoping they would take care of them but they didn't <laughs> all those goofy things that you won't miss mm-hmm. write those down on a list Mm-hmm, and then we right. also have those times like like the homeschool field trip don't we sometimes have times when you are in the middle of this lifestyle uh-huh. and your life is very busy and you don't feel like you have any mom time or dad time or whatever and you think wow if i just had a day to myself i would <laughs> blank and then then someday you're going to get that day to yourself and you're going to say oh my gosh i i don't even know what to do with myself I because i don't i Write, write it down so that yeah. someday when you get to that point, or even if you only have an hour, you can go, oh, yeah, I wanted to read some of that book. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. Or I wanted to do a jigsaw yeah. puzzle. I don't know, whatever it is, just yeah. you know, things that yeah. are um, so kind of think about the, you know, the opposite of wherever you are. Think about the mm-hmm. stuff you will or won't miss and use that as a springboard. That's cute, to Kim. That's a good That's blog. Good. We, yeah. we should, oh, we should yeah. spend, write about that. Yeah. So and, and advice I'd have for mm-hmm. homeschool moms is you can do this mm-hmm. and, and you're not going to do good enough. You're, mm-hmm. you're just going to mm-hmm. do good enough. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there, there's going to be holes. And yeah. what you do is you, you, you set your goals and you keep your kids included and you realistically understand that they're just, you can't make it perfect. You can't mm-hmm. be a perfect parent, mm-hmm. but you can give it your best and keep rolling your works over on God. And mm-hmm. he is the God of healing and redemption. And mm-hmm. he will work in all of your kids' lives in his own way. And it's mm-hmm. just our job to keep rolling it over on him. But you, you can do this because you've got sisters around you, either in the, mm. the real world or the digital world. And you've mm-hmm. got a God who knows and cares. And you, you mm. can do this. Mm-hmm. You can. I don't think there's any possible better ending for this episode. So we're going we're gonna to end it right there. You can do this. Amen. Over on God, you can do this. Yeah. Amen. So thank you, Seventh Sisters, for tuning in today. Thank you for your questions that shaped this episode. Thank Mm -hmm. you for continuing to trust us to be your big sisters. We hope that you will um, always feel free to ask us questions, whether they're questions about about us and Mm -hmm. our experiences or whether they're questions uh, specifically about pieces of curriculum. You know, there's a whole store full of Seven Sisters Homeschool curriculum at sevensistershomeschool.com. And there are excerpts available from those, but there's also just a place to leave comments and ask questions. And there's yes. an email inbox at info at sevensistershomeschool.com that is checked several times a day by various ones of us in an effort to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. So we want to be available to you as a support, as an encouragement, and we want to keep encouraging you to link arms with others in your community to notice problems and innovate, come up with new ways Hmm. to maybe try to solve them, work on it together, share a vision and find yourself with a bunch Hmm. of sisters. Want to jump in there and say thanks to my son, Seth, who edits our podcast. Yeah, he's the one who set me down and said, mom, for the 300th episode, 
you need to have a question and answer. So thank you to Seth and thanks to everyone who sent in the questions. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Well, have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this and tune in again, please, for future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Till next time. 